Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at legalshield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for up to half the cost. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up! And call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Savings based on cost of Consumer Cellular single line 1, 5, and 10 gig data plans with unlimited talk and text compared to lowest cost single line postpaid unlimited talk text and data plans offered by T-Mobile and Verizon January 2024. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. It's never been more important to diversify your financial portfolio. Well, that's right. The S&P is down 20% from the last year, and this year looks even worse. Gold and precious metals offer a hedge against inflation and stock market volatility. And Legacy Precious Metals is the company Ken and I trust. Protect your retirement account by rolling it into a gold-backed IRA or have metals shipped directly to your door. Call our friends at Legacy Precious Metals today at 866-691-2173. Or visit buylegacygold.com. This week at Safeway, enjoy big savings with the BOGO sale, where select items throughout the store are buy one, get one free. With this week's BOGO sale, get select meats like Signature Farms 90% lean ground beef or boneless skinless chicken breasts or thighs, buy one, get one free. Plus, select fresh produce items like one-pound containers of sweet strawberries or containers of blueberries or buy one, get one free. Safeway, come in and explore and see what other deals you can find. But I forgot to mention this last hour because Newsom was right out there about a uh, constitutional amendment in California to protect the right to abortion. He called it a firewall. It's another my favorite. A firewall. A firewall. We're going to build a firewall. Boy, oh boy. He's, uh, he's way, got his panties all wadded up, doesn't he? Well, he, he wants to position himself for 2024, <laughs> right? Nobody cares. Biden, I know. He keeps doing Biden it. Biden called of... Obama. I'm, I'm running. What am I running for again? Am I? <laughs> oh, we got a good Biden clip. We got yeah, that, Yeah, we right? are going to play that. Oh, up. we got a real good one. <laughs> uh, but there are some apparently inner circle of top Democrats saying, uh-uh, he's not running. He's, uh, stepping, he's stepping aside. I, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think he'd, uh, he'd win. And uh, I think he'll drop out. Uh, yeah. I don't think he's even going to run now. Well, no, I, don't, because, because, I don't think anybody would challenge him in the primary. Do you think somebody would? Yes. I you think do, a because, sitting Democrat president? Because, I mean, they'd, because they'd win. In a one-on-one, <laughs> they would win. I, and, and, and most Democrats realize that his, his mind is gone. Some of them won't admit it, but they know. All right. Well, I know who should challenge him. Feinstein. <laughs> I knew you'd like that. There's too. a debate. <laughs> There's no... 
There's no limit to your no. harshness. No. Look, they're all pompous, foolish windbags. Anybody with decency would, would retire. They, they wouldn't be running a country. And, and, and the debate would go, and you are? Well, who are you? Do I know you? Who am I? Why am I here? Who are you? Why are you here? Now we move over okay. to Mayor Yoga Pants. The, who's running the city? Still Eric Garcetti. His confirmation as ambassador to India awaits a Senate vote. Garcetti was in Washington this week for meetings related to his Senate confirmation. Like I said, he's begging door to door. Please, please help an Angelino. <laughs> Nearly 40 current and former mayors, including Chicago's Lori Lightfoot, San Francisco's London Breed, Washington, D.C.'s Muriel Bowser, and I should stop and say... Murder rates and homelessness, big in those places. Yes. Sacramento's Daryl Steinberg. There's another one. It's, and Miami's mayor have signed a letter supporting Garcetti's nomination. It's, it's a list of all the most violent cities or the cities <laughs> with the most homeless people and garbage and drug addicts and feces and needles. It, it's like a hall of fame of bad, destructive mayors. Oh, my well, God. Who else do you think would support him but other I mean, bad, destructive mayors? That's right. I mean, Lori Lightfoot, there's more people getting shot to death in Lori Lightfoot's Chicago than than anywhere. I mean, uh, London Breed? Uh, San Francisco. San Francisco. Uh, oh. Again, a dumpster fire. Yeah, what it, I, I saved that story that we were going to do a couple of weeks ago. Uh, DeSantis called it that. Yeah. Um, here we go. He's been having a war back and forth with Newsom on Twitter. Well, well, if you care, I don't follow it, but I see news stories. Yeah, I, I know they they keep insulting each other. Well, yes, because they th both think they're front runners for twenty four. Uh, well, uh, DeSantis. Yeah, I, DeSantis I think Newsom is positioning be. himself to run for president. Right. There's a, there's a gap there, and definitely DeSantis is. Oh, running. he's probably going to run. I mean, because it's sure. wide open. The, the Democrats don't have a candidate. Right. They really don't. If Biden doesn't run. Uh, but here's the thing. Uh, uh, London Breed made a big deal that he was she was going to fix the Tenderloin District, which has an incredible number of drug addicts. It's what uh, Michael Schellenberger describes as an open-air drug market. Yes. So she made a big deal. And the Daily Mail did a story a few weeks ago. San Francisco's $19 million open-air drug market has referred just 18 out of its 23,367 visitors for treatment. The site offers separate areas for addicts to smoke or inject their drugs. It's called a Tenderloin Linkage Center. And the idea was that you go to this linkage center, you do, you shoot up your drugs, but they also have a referral service to get you help. Well, they have treated just 0.07% of the more than 23,000 drug users who pass through it. 0.07%. 18 out of 23,000 plus. No. It's a, it was a $10 million emergency declaration by Mayor London Breed. It was opened in January to clean up the tenderloin by letting them do the drugs and giving them treatment. This thing is the Hindenburg of public policy disasters. Apparently, they tried to prohibit certain drug dealers from some blocks of the Tenderloin. Did you see that story? And a judge just turned it aside. You can't do that. That was another one of their efforts. They're trying to keep the drug dealers out of the neighborhood. And a judge said, you can't do that. Good. You can't do well, that. Well, they used to do that here in L.A. with gang members. Right, I know. Restrict them. <laughs> well, it, you know what? If you have 23,000 people 
injecting drugs in public, you, you, you've, you've got to start arresting them for that crime repeatedly over and over again. And yeah. you offer them service, and then you keep arresting them until they get tired and they leave San Francisco. But can, can you imagine? Can you imagine? I mean, who lives in that neighborhood with twenty-three thousand drug addicts? I, so, you know. Also, of course, London Breed supports Eric Garcetti. It's like, hey, I'm a failure. He's a failure. We have a lot in common. Lori Lightfoot, more deaths, I think, than any big city. I'm a failure. He's a failure. Daryl Steinberg, good lord. Daryl Steinberg's got both going on. He's mass got the homeless, homeless and the mass shootings. Yeah. Uh, the two-page letter to Senate leaders called Garcetti an exceptional public service servant <laughs> and outlined work that he'd done with mayors on climate change. Oh, good lord. <laughs> the letter does not mention the sexual harassment case. So you know what the new the new uh, armor that these uh, public officials are putting up? Because you saw this in the debate, and we talked about yesterday with, with Karen Bass and the rest of them. And you hear this uh, in this mayor's statement. Uh, we're, we're public servants. Don't you understand? We're public servants. We're giving up our lives. We're sacrificing our lives for the good of the public. How dare you criticize me? How dare you? How dare you say bad things about me? We're public servants. With the implication being, I would have made millions if I was in the private sector. Exactly. I'd be like a tech whiz. Do you know what we've given up to be public servants? No, really. What did you give up? What corporation wants Eric Garcetti in a key role? Or London Breed or Lori Lightfoot? Oh, look who signed this letter, too. The mayor of Riverside and the mayor of Santa Ana signed on to this letter. Of course, the mayor of Oakland, Libby Schaff. Of oh, course. That's a good one, too. Another disaster. Oh, my God, yeah. <laughs> it's uh, what uh, Vienna Wave said. You know, the architects of failure. The mayor of Detroit. This is, this is the National Union for the Architects of Failure. <laughs> All right, when we come back, speaking of the architects of failure, We'll take another look at uh, Mayor Yoga Pants' 2015 program called Vision Zero, which was designed to eliminate all traffic deaths by the year 2025 in L.A. Uh, it's gone the opposite way. And now there's calls for an audit. And I took a look at how much money has been budgeted. You won't believe it. Coming up. John and Ken. The announcement was made recently that the city of L.A. is going to conduct an audit. It's described in this article as its flagship street safety program. This is Garcetti's Vision Zero program, which was announced seven years ago. The goal to eliminate traffic deaths on city streets by the year 2025. Uh, that's not even three years away. And as we have told you in updates on this before, the numbers actually are going in the opposite direction. That includes the early years where they tried road diets and other measures to close to calm traffic. Uh, in 2015, 186 people were killed in crashes. Last year, the death toll was 294. Whoa. Well, you talk about a failure. He was trying to go from 186 to zero, and instead it's up to 294. Pedestrians, uh, the largest share, 132 people killed by drivers. Yep, that's up 50% Okay, from 2015. What else is way up? Homeless people. That's what's way up. Do you think homeless people are getting run over? Yes. I think oh, homeless people... I've never people, seen an analysis of that. I don't know. Uh, drunk people, drug addicts. Very high percentage of people involved in accidents, especially pedestrian accidents. Either, either the driver or the pedestrian is impaired in some way. Because... Most of us, we live yes, our, they usually happen at one or two in the morning. Most, yeah, most of us are are around on the planet for uh, you know seventy five, eighty, eighty five years, right? 
We don't get run over. I don't know anybody who's been run over by a car. Never uh, in my life. So I did. I knew one person that got hit. They didn't die, but and, they got seriously hurt. Yeah, it, and they admit it was their fault. Yeah, it's it's hard. It, to, was, it was people that made like their own little uh, crossing over a busy street, and uh, <laughs> she was running with the other people and uh, got nailed. Yeah, well, it happens, but it's extremely rare. I mean, you think here, there's there's four million people in the city of Los Angeles, and you only have 294 people killed either in car crashes or only 132 pedestrians. That's an extremely tiny number. And most of it does happen late at night in the dark. That's why I call a lot of this people for a perfect world well, because, yeah, you're right with all of the people out there driving and uh, on bicycles and walking. It's amazing that this few number are killed in a busy city. I mean, I don't know, probably could look it up, but how many millions of cars do you think are on the road in a given year in the city of Los Angeles? Oh, many millions. That's right. Probably hundreds of millions of cars, maybe billions. I don't know. But I remember when Mike Bonin tried to do his stupid road diet, he was constantly pushing examples of people who'd been run over, and he tried to turn them into, you know, the the the, the poster examples for his cause. Oh yeah, the one famous twenty seventeen road diet down in uh, on uh, Colfer Boulevard and uh, Mr. Del Mar, yeah. Mr. Del Mar, he, I, he, and and one of the examples he had was somebody who crossed a two-lane road near the beach at 2 o'clock in the morning in the dark after they'd been drinking at a bar. That person got run over and was killed. He used that example to try to slow down traffic during rush hour in, on, on Vista Del Mar. On Which that, is uh, why there was a revolution against it, right, and he because, withdrew. You know, in traffic, in slow traffic, nobody gets run over, right? You can't get run over in slow traffic in the daytime. Most of these things happen at night when there's a car speeding, often a drunk guy, and somebody crossing the street in the dark, often a drunk guy. That's how these things happen. Or they're homeless and they're they're crazy. They, they you know they're, they're they're whacked out on drugs. I mean, it's difficult to do if you're sane and conscious and you're in daylight. Right. And so I found this to be a cover story. It was a cover story. It's like, we're going to make life perfect. Every life matters. Vision zero. Zero deaths. Now, nobody was asking for that, all right? But zero deaths. And this was part of the cabal with the bike lobby, uh, you know, the, the bus lobby, all these people who hate cars, obsessed with global warming. They're suffering eco-anxiety. So they kind of all pulled together their, their, their energy, right? It's like, how about we declare this a pedestrian emergency, a death emergency on the streets? And we start cutting down the uh, lanes, and then people can't drive, and then they'll take buses, and we'll make bus lanes, and they'll take bikes, and we'll make bike lanes. You see how it's all a great synergy there. But it's all based on horse crap. Do you know, I just found a story from 2020, how much they've been spending on Vision Zero I don't have all the numbers, but it was the inception of the program is 2015. In the year 2020, Vision Zero received $51 million. Yes. Yes. Again, that's what we call the Vision Zero Industrial Complex. Right. Where did that money go? Yeah. Well, you know where it went? Like a, 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 a bike organization would get a grant from the city. And part of the deal was is they would show up 
at council meetings or those neighborhood oh, council meetings. Oh, they'd be meetings. in favor of road diets. Favor of road diets, favor of bike lanes, favor of restricting cars. And this is what they did. And so local businesses would show up at these meetings and go, wait, you can't do this. You can't get rid of the parking. You're going to ruin our business. You're going to create traffic, blah, 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 blah. They'd get outshouted by these bike lunatics in their weirdo spandex outfits. And those people were paid with tax money. Yeah. The, the regular citizens forget. paid the tax money for these spandex wackos to scream bloody murder at the meetings. By the way, they cut the budget the next year to $48 million. I'll never forget Gil Cedillo, the city councilman, saying that these bicycle people have too much influence. And he's not a guy we ever liked. He's too Bill Gill in favor of driver's licenses for illegal immigrants. But even he had enough of the spandex crowd. He said they have too much influence. They do. And they do. They're, They're out of proportion to their percentage of the population. Way out of proportion. I, I, do, not, uh, I do not get them. I mean, we have covered every activist group imaginable. The bike groups are such a bunch of weirdos. You're just riding a bike. You're not saving the world. You're not doing anything moral. You're not helping like sick children in Ukraine. You're not doing anything. You're just riding a bike. What is with this passion and intensity? And, you know, it's all tied to this, this, this global warming fanaticism. It's, it's some ugly spawn. Now, this story we're reading about the audit... And it's probably not what you think. My thought would be, holy crap, you're spending like $50 million and the pedestrian deaths have gone up? Who's sucking up that money? What kind of corruption's going on? Instead, according to John Yee, he's executive director of a pedestrian advocacy group. It's called Los Angeles Walks. We need an advocacy group for people that walk. He says, oh no, it's not going to focus on the program. It's going to focus on the political hurdles which have, have led to Vision Zero's shortfalls. In other words, and I've heard this from some of the advocates for road diets, that the, the, the mayor and council people have not been strong enough to overcome the objections, that we need somebody in there that will fight for road diets and not listen to any <laughs> objections, uh, that Bonin caved, Garcetti caves. They did. We can't have that. They did, because 95% of uh, the city didn't want these. Yeah, because 95% of the city drives. Yeah, we drive. And yes. we, we uh, the, the, what, what, what purpose is an adv advocacy group for walking? What, what well, is that? You tell there me. Are, there is a small percentage of people that probably don't use a car much. But, who, but why would they care whether I walk or not? You want to walk? Go ahead. Would you care if I walk? Why would you be part of an advocacy group trying to lecture and bully me into walking? They think that you're going to run them over. Or are they getting money from the city? Or all yeah. these bike and walk groups, part of this industrial complex, they just get grant money and life is better. Life is better because they have access to the money. God knows what they do with it. But who the hell who the hell wants to listen to a bike lecturer, a, a walking lecturer? What are you telling me what to do? No, I'm not going to walk and I'm not going to bike. I'm taking my car around. Shut up and stop screwing up life. Traffic is bad enough. Your stupid road diets and your bike lanes and your bus lanes. God, you people are such pains in the ass. Yeah, we could Shut up. The one we couldn't save, though, remember on the west side? There was that in the Mar Vista neighborhood on Venice Boulevard. Remember yeah. we couldn't save them? It drove out businesses. And I think that's still there. That's the one where they built out that special bike lane where you have to actually you have to park well, inside or you have to park like in the middle. That really was part weird. of Bonin's district, too. I know. It was tough to fight two at once. I know.
I know. At least we got rid of the one of the. Yeah, I don't know. Form. Maybe that's what it, uh, you know the new council person who replaces uh, Bonin ought to work on, restoring that traffic lane, rejuvenate right, got, that block. We got more coming up. A bunch of a holes. John and Ken show <laughs> KFI. Eric has uh, photographic evidence that Garcetti is back from his begging on his knees tour of Washington D.C. He uh, showed up at Dodger Stadium today, posing with the Dodgers, promoting the All Star Game. That's important work. Yeah. I'm so. glad he's back for that. <laughs> Please send him to India. Why not? Although we want him to be hanging his head in disgrace, I, not getting the appointment. I've so. gone back and forth on this, and finally I'm landing on I want to see him publicly humiliated. No, I do too, because he was, he's only going to be mayor a few more months anyway. Right. Yeah. So. I, he's done all the damage he can do. He can't make the place worse. You know, and so I just I want to see him da- dangling. And I, I'm also fascinated by, like, who's going to blink here? Is, 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 like, the Senate leader finally going to say, look, he's never getting approved, so stop it. I don't have the votes. We're never going to get the votes. Or is Biden going to do it? Or, or is, is Garcetti going to finally quietly withdraw? You know, though, these appointments are often hung up for long periods, so I don't think anybody's particularly, they're willing to wait this out. Just to see what happens. And maybe uh, the opposition will melt away. I think that's what the Biden people want to do. Well, the clock is ticking because there's a new election coming, so. Yeah, well, I think some of Trump's appointments lingered the whole four years he was president. So, And, and they do need an ambassador to India. Yeah, we need one. That's, that's very right. important. Especially one with a lot of knowledge on climate change, because yes. India, mm, a lot of yeah. carbon. Go ahead, yeah. Go lecture the uh, go lecture the Indians on how they should uh, remain poor and, right. and not uh, burn coal. Get a road diet going in Mumbai. <laughs> um, the El Segundo Times is weighed in with another story on our wonderful District Attorney George Gascon. Recall da georgegascon.com is the website. Please sign the petition if you're an L.A. County registered voter. They have until, I think it's early July to get all the signatures in. So we're already, you know, in the middle of May here. The beginning of May. Anyway, so they're running up against it. But uh, please participate. Sign that petition. Uh, This one is about how does any work get done when like 98% of the deputy DAs are in favor of the recall? Yeah, they're against their own boss. How does the work get done in a place that's got like a thousand cases a year to consider? And the article kind of goes back and forth. I wouldn't use the word even-handed. It starts out with a story of a prosecutor who said a convicted sex offender wanted leniency, wanted to, the judge to reconsider his 73-year sentence. And the prosecutor said, I can't object because according to George Gascon, the most time you should serve is 15 years. But the Gascon response to that was that that's misrepresenting Gascon's policies. And they punished this deputy DA who was demoted to a lowly position at a remote Torrance courthouse. And this person has now sued this deputy DA. And it goes on from there to sort of go back and forth. Gascon is now claiming at the beginning There was lots of dissension. There were lots of people speaking out against my policies. But now that I've been doing this for a year and some months, uh, people are coming around. (laughs) That's what the prosecutors are coming around. That's right. That's why he got uh, 98 percent of them to support the recall. But I like what uh, and I think we've had him on the show and maybe it's worth getting him on again. Deputy District Attorney Richard Sabalos is a hate crimes prosecutor who once supported Gascon 
but has since become critical of him. He said prosecutors are intentionally withholding case information from their bosses in order to avoid interference from Gascon and his leadership team. Here's what he said. Oh, he's not aware of what's going on. The people he surrounds himself with don't really know what's going on with the day-to-day -day operations of the office. And part of it is because we're not telling them. They're only on a need-to-know basis. Well, well, that's an interesting theory. But, the, right? but he made this public, which is fascinating. He did. Now you uh, think Gascon would be digging to see, he, he, what are they not telling me? He thinks so little of Gascon that he's willing to go public in the L.A. Times. To are they say, adding gun enhancements and gang enhancements without my permission? Well, yeah, I mean, Gascon really can't keep track of everything. And, no. and, and a lot of the people. And he's only got so many top aides around right, him that can keep track of everything. A lot of them have no experience in, uh, in law enforcement. They're, they're public defenders. Right. They're not part of the prosecutor's office. They probably don't know exactly how the whole system works. And maybe, maybe they've set up these workaround channels. And maybe that's why Gascon thinks that, no, oh, no, they're all coming around. It's like, yeah, because. <laughs> because you're not hearing about how they're not coming around. <laughs> they're not telling you. How they're still doing business as usual, despite you. Sabalas <laughs> tells the LA Times about well, it. You know, that's, I worked in companies back when I was an accountant. Sometimes when you had like a nutty manager or boss, you did kind of just close the door mm. and just ignored them, pretended they didn't exist and just did your work. Yeah. And hope they didn't notice and just stayed out of your business I have, because they're idiots. I have been surprised about certain people I've worked for over the years, how little they knew about what was really going on. Right. You know, that they really were in a bubble and they thought they were plugged in. It's like, no, I don't think you are. <laughs> uh, here's another good story from the article. Last week, a defense attorney has filed a formal complaint to the chief deputy DA. Her name is Sharon Wu. So this is a Gascon op operative. A prosecutor asked the attorney to sign a recall petition as they were discussing a case in court. That's I love that one. That was my favorite. By the way, while we're here, <laughs> while we're I happen here. to have some recall petitions against Gascon. Would you recall my boss? Of course, it's I got mine in attorney. the mail. Did you sign it? Yeah. I'm about to send it in tomorrow before I leave. Yeah, oh, well, good. Uh, and I signed uh, somewhere in front of a grocery store. I didn't know you were registered to vote, Eric. Oh, yeah. <laughs> He's old enough. I've, I've voted in every election since 2012. There you go. There we go. He's okay, memorized you know, it. He, he couldn't put up listening to this show unless he was... Uh... Informed and engaged. I don't know. Yeah. I think he's got secrets he's keeping from us. Well, uh, I'm sure he does. But, uh, um, well, 120 prosecutors have left since Gascon took office. I don't know whether or not that's high or low compared to other DAs, but that sounds like a lot. That seems like a big months. number. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. In a year and a half. Yeah. Well, look at this. It's led caseloads to balloon. One prosecutor said uh, his colleagues say their caseloads have tripled or quadrupled. So that would indicate, yeah, it's, it's a lot. Yeah. And who ever heard of lawsuits? I mean, the deputy DAs are filing lawsuits against the DA. That's unheard of. We even talked about one last week. It's all about the retaliation mm. where they get demoted because they're not, they don't want to follow his directives. Well, right. I, you know, John Hatami, who's been on our show many times, deputy DA, says there's active warfare going on. Right. So right. that's... Uh, uh, it, another theme of the article is there's a lot of confusion. Some people aren't sure how prosecutors are expected to carry out Gascon's policies. Uh, this is why it's led to retaliation and punishment, because but, it's not exactly right. clear. And, and, and this is in the L.A. Times, which, of course, has promoted and defended Gascon at every turn. Oh, they believe he's but, a big reformer. Yeah. Right. But isn't the fact that the, that the office is in huge disarray 
at war, 120 have left, 98% want Gascon removed. Isn't that a definition of a colossal failure? If Gascon wasn't behind all these absurd progressive justice reform ideas, the LA Times would say that this guy's a disaster, a terrible leader. Everybody hates him. He's, he's ruined the morale. Work's not getting done. Rules are being violated. That's what they would do. Yeah. Anybody else, they would say this guy is a total disaster. But because Gascon is on the right side of history. Well, look at how Gascon snuck in another story here. He pointed to prosecutors from the office's West Covina branch, who he said misinterpreted his policy, limiting when certain misdemeanor crimes can be prosecuted. As a result, several suspects who should have been charged with crimes were let off. Oh, right. It's the prosecutors. He said he doesn't, believe, he doesn't know whether or not the mistake was intentional, but one of his advisors insisted in an interview that some prosecutors are willing to sacrifice public safety to push the narrative about these policies. So you see what this oh, is? Oh, they want to They're feed. trying to feed the conspiracy that some deputy DAs are purposely not charging so they can look like uh, Gascon's doing this. Right. Blame it on Gascon. Whereas Gascon's saying, that's <laughs> not, not my policy. They should have prosecuted those well, people. I suppose that's possible. <laughs> that's the way of making the... That's great. Yeah, it is if, chaos, though. If one of them goes and murders somebody, do you aye, feel aye. like maybe you shouldn't have done that? Or Sign the petition. Recall DA George Gascon.com. Yeah, be like Eric. He's be like late Eric. to the party, but at least he's joining it. <laughs> you get scolded for doing the right thing. <laughs> oh, he wow. hasn't signed the petition yet. I just got it in the mail. <laughs> All right. You took your time. They've been out for months. And Deborah, he, Ken doesn't even want to hear from you. He doesn't want to even hear well, your voice Well, I'm a news today. person. I can't say anything anyway. We try to limit her time. Oh, oh, that's what it is? I thought you were being respectful of my You're my an intrusion news. into the momentum of the show. <laughs> I'm an intrusion now? Oh, he's being mean now. You're a meanie, Ken. John ought to know what mean is. <laughs> Wait, I haven't done did anything. You not get, did you not get any sleep last night, Ken? You're extra mean today. <laughs> I don't have to be to pick on you. And besides, he's become too favorable to you. Somebody has to pick on you. Oh, he can be mean, too. You can like his little best buddy because there's only two of you left at the station. I've become oh, too favorable. <laughs> I've become oh, too yeah. favorable. He's become way too soft on you. The veganism is fading, and now he's just too soft. All right, more coming up. Johnny Ken, can I... You think you tend to die by a jury to your peers? Your electricity shall not be passed through your body until you are dead. An update from the John and Ken Execution Desk. Here's John and Ken. John Cobell and Ken Shampoo's KFI AM640 live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Well, it's one of our oldest desks, but it hasn't gotten a lot of use recently. You know, just four people have been executed this year in the entire country. Just four. Two in Oklahoma, one in Alabama, and then last month there was a Texas execution. All four convicted killers were put to death by injection. 11 people were executed last year, which was the country's fewest execution since 1988. So where are we looking today for this to happen? And I'm going to say right now it is very likely to happen because uh, besides that draft opinion on Roe v. Wade leaking from the U.S. Supreme Court, they made a decision yesterday to bypass the appeal of Carmen Deck. 56 years old, and the state we go to for this one is Missouri, which is rare. There is not a lot of Missouri executions, but they turned aside his appeal. In fact, this man had benefited from court decisions previously. 
which threw out his death sentence, but they kept coming back to put him back up there on trial in the penalty phase, and they gave him the death sentence again. In July 1996, Deck was from the St. Louis area. He was a friend of the grandson of a couple named James and Zelma. There's a name, Zelma Long, and knew that they kept a safe in their home. The, the home is in a town called DeSoto, about 45 miles southwest of St. Louis. So he and his sister stopped at the home under the guise of asking for directions. So I guess he didn't go there and say, oh, I'm a friend of your grandson. We just stopped by. We knew you were... They just kind of knocked at the door and said, do you know the way to wherever? Mm. Well, he was invited inside by the couple. They were in their late 60s. Uh, Dex said, uh, oh, yeah, they were country folks. They would always let people in. Once inside, he pulled the gun from his waistband and at his command, the wife, Zelma, opened the safe, removed jewelry, $200 from her purse. A little bit more money was hidden in the old canister, like people do, you know, the cookie jar, the canister. Then he ordered the couple to lie on their stomachs on their bed. Supposedly, he stood there for 10 minutes trying to figure out what to do. Then he shot the husband twice in the head. Then he shot the wife twice in the head. A tip alerted police to him, and he was arrested that night outside his sister's apartment building. And by the way, I guess she just waited in the car. She didn't, I don't know if she knew what was, anyway. They found the tin canister uh, from the long home. It was in his car, so linking him clearly to the, pri to the crime scene. And he later gave a full confession. So he was sentenced to death in 1998. But the Missouri Supreme Court tossed the sentence because eh, there were errors by one of the trial lawyers. And then the U.S. Supreme Court threw out his second death sentence in 2005. This was because he was shackled in front of the jury. And I guess that was considered prejudicial. Oh, that's stupid. I know. Of course he was shackled. He was a double murderer. Of course you want to shackle him. He could have killed the jurors. So he was sentenced to death for a third time in 2008. But a district judge overturned that sentence nine years later. Oh, come after on. she determined that substantial evidence arguing against the death penalty was unavailable because witnesses had died or couldn't be found or wouldn't cooperate. In other words, she wasn't questioning he was the murderer. She was questioning the death sentence. Oh, this is all stupid stuff. Right. But then this... a three-judge panel restored the death penalty in 2020. And there he sat until sometime today, tonight, he's going to get the, the big needle. Is that what they're doing, a needle? Yeah, they do. Leave all them. this for a needle? <laughs> Should be a big bang to end this. Oh, I mean, had, for many years, Missouri did hangings, but that stopped. And I mean, he had he had the death sentence thrown out three times. I mean, I know to to go that long and fight that hard, man. There this ought to be firing squad material. Yeah, I know. Now we're waiting to see if that's going to happen. Was that in South or North Carolina? I think is a guy is uh, opted for possible uh, execution by firing squad. All right. When we return, speaking of crime. Uh, the drought uh, has resulted in, you know, obviously a lot of discussion about uh, the water supply. But it looks like in Lake Mead, in Nevada, it's turned up a body in a barrel. Could this be a mob hit? We'll be talking to Alex Stone coming up next. John and Ken show. Deborah Mark has the news. KFI AM 640. Hey, Ken, did you know that gold is the only currency that's held its value since the dawn of money? Well, I did. Thanks to our friends at Legacy Precious Metals, the most trusted name in gold investing. 
Investing in gold protects you against inflation and gives you a hedge against stock market volatility. Don't leave your retirement to chance. Call Legacy Precious Metals today at 866-691-2173. Or download your free investor's guide now at buylegacygold.com. That's buylegacygold.com. This week at Safeway, enjoy big savings with the BOGO sale, where select items throughout the store are buy one, get one free. With this week's BOGO sale, get select meats like Signature Farms 90% lean ground beef or boneless, skinless chicken breasts or thighs, buy one, get one free. Plus, select fresh produce items like one-pound containers of sweet strawberries or containers of blueberries or buy one, get one free. Safeway, come in and explore and see what other deals you can find. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. Let me just run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA.